For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Right, Gem Droppers, welcome back to another episode of Rants and Gems. My name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, but I'm better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, license number 317576. Look, so we're back to the building blocks again. It's Black History Month, and we are dedicated to helping our community close the wealth gap via real estate. Um, last week's episode, we gave y'all a guide, the 2020 guide for home first time home buyers, basically breaking down the home buying process mm-hmm. um, for the first time home buyer. Now we're going to turn the tables and discuss the first time investors, right? And yes. kind of break that down for you guys. But first, before we get started, shout out to all the gym droppers who are now a part of our Rants and Gems online community. It's so amazing. You guys are incredible. So shout out to all the gym droppers. And if you want to be a part of the community, link is in the description of this video to join. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's it was a long time coming. It's, we've been it working on this. <laughs> we've been going back and forth. What we want to do, obviously you guys know we were doing live shows yes. and having live audience, you know, it's definitely an experience. Yes. Right? An experience. And, you know, we had to cut the live audience's way because of COVID. Yes. Um, we want to make sure we keep everybody safe. Of course. Um, so having our, our gym dropping community for the certified gym droppers, right, just made all the sense in the world. That it way does. we still engage with our community, right? And they still feel like they have that behind the scenes um, access to what we do here at Rants and Gems. It's a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win for everybody. So we're going to have um, lots of content behind the scenes that will not be posted on any social media channels. Yes. So if you want to get the behind the scenes, if you want to come to our pop-ups that will be exclusive for our members and things of that nature all over the country this year, link is in the description to join the gym dropping community. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Now, let's talk about these first-time investors, Kiana. Who child? You know, <laughs> I gotta take a deep Yo, breath. You gotta take a deep breath. I gotta take a deep breath. I think that it is an amazing, <laughs> it's an amazing way to build wealth through real estate by investing in real estate, whether you're flipping the property, yep. whether it's going to be an Airbnb, whether you're going to be a landlord. I just always want to tell my first-time investors though. Mm-hmm. Buying a property to invest in, I truly feel like you have to look at it in a different eye a than different when you're mindset. buying a house for you to live in with your family. Facts. Right? So the rule of thumb is, and my rule of thumb, especially we're going to start with you just buying a house as a, a, a landlord. That's the simplest way, right? Okay. Let's talk about so it. So you're buying a house as a landlord. You have to have an agent that's going to take the extra step. Because when you buy your home, the first thing you look at is comps, what's sold, and then compare what's sold and you decide, okay, this is what I'm going to buy the property for. Mm-hmm. That second step is you need to get rental comps. Very important. Now you can buy the property 
find out what the value is and also have rental comps so you can understand what your projected bottom line numbers are. Correct. So when you're looking to buy a property and you know you want to be a landlord, you have to walk into it with that information, with that mindset. And a lot of people don't and they get smacked over the head when they buy this house and the mortgage is $1,600 a month and the rental rate is $1,650. There's no profits. You have to know what your bottom line numbers are. So that's going to be my first point of advice. Now, I want to tap in on that, right? Hiring the right realtor is the most important thing in the world. Absolutely. Not all realtors are built alike. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to break it to you. Just because they all have licenses doesn't mean they are built alike. Agreed. You need to work with a realtor who is an investor. If you are not working with a realtor who's an investor, you are doing yourself a tremendous disservice. I don't care if it's your cousin, your brother, your mother, whoever is the realtor. Yes. I don't care your relationship with them. If they do not currently own investment properties, currently, not, we don't care what you did in the past. We care. Ooh, he said he don't care what you did in the past. Because no one cares. <laughs> right? No one cares. And I'm just keeping it a buck with you guys. Yeah, he's right. They have to be an investor because they have to have the investor mindset, like Agreed. you mentioned. Right, you have to flip from the emotional home buyer to the savvy real estate CEO investor because that's what you are. This is your, you have a real estate business mm-hmm. if you are buying rental properties. So think like a boss, think like a CEO, and hire the right team members when it comes to real estate investing. Realtor, very important. You need to have a wholesaler on your team. Oh, yes. multiple wholesalers. In whatever markets that you're looking to buy. Because one thing about these wholesalers, and when he say multiple, because sometimes, yeah. I mean, they just be lying. They, I have no better cap. way to say it. And, I, and I'm not trying to give super you a super bag, but the super cap is just out of control. Just like realtors. Realtors yeah. will lie too because they don't even know what they're talking about. Are, but this, yes. this is why you need to know the information for yourself as True. well. But you definitely need several wholesalers on your team because- not you all wholesalers. What a wholesaler is? Well, a wholesaler is basically an unlicensed real estate agent. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact. They're a, I know. They're an unlicensed real estate agent, basically, who they work with, and that's no shade, right? It's just the truth. Um, you don't, you don't, you're not required to have a real estate license today in majority in of the states. states. In majority of states, I know, like Illinois, now you need to have a license. Uh, you have to have your real estate license to wholesale. Um, in that state, right? So you have to make sure. I mean, so the wholesaler is basically an unlicensed real estate agent, but their focus a hundred percent on working on investors. Mm-hmm. Their jobs is basically to go out and find distressed owners, correct? Right to get deals at a wholesale price, not the retail price. Most realtors, when you at Zillow, Realtor.com, Trulia, any of these sites, that's retail sites. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find. For the most part, great investment opportunities on a retail site. But yes. there are some diamonds in a rough if you know how to search and depending on the markets, like my Welby, for example, at my best one nine seven. He was on the show um a couple episodes ago and he, he uses a realtor. He uses a realtor and he buys off of MLS in Connecticut yes. all the time and he gets good deals because he still sticks to his numbers and his format. So you can still find those good deals online, but the wholesaler is typically not going to present you those type of deals. They're going to present you off-market opportunities. Yes. But you need to know, like you said, running your own comps, right? Let's talk about some sources to get comps. You can use things like PopStream, yeah. right, to get your comps. You can um, 
have a, a talented, experienced um, broker. Real estate professionals with Watson Realty Co. to help you get your comps. Exactly. Um, I think a good step one, and I hate to say this is so cringy, and I know y'all are not going to like it if you're an agent, but I feel like a good step one would just be just a simple look on Zillow. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Zillow will show you like properties that have sold in the area. Now, it may not be as accurate, but it gives you an idea. Absolutely. Um, And even though we as realtors, we say we hate Zillow, they are not as accurate as they need to be, but... That's on the Zestimates, but just giving you information of what was listed and what was sold, yeah. that's accurate. Oh, 100% because it's all public record. Correct. Right? And, right. and it's a source to give you that information and they can't, it's not a Zestimate like you exactly. said. Exactly. Right? So don't pay attention to the Zestimates too yes. much. Look at the true data of the comps that they're using to come mm-hmm. up with that Zestimate and still do your own due diligence and, and things of that nature, right? So- those are good ways for you to um, determine comps. Now, rental comps, you can also look at Zillow as well for rental comps. You can look at, what's that site? Um, rent, rental meter? Rental meter. Rental meter. Rental meter. I love uh, rental meter. Yeah, yeah. That's a dope site. Um, yeah. I use that site myself, and that would give you great information on mm-hmm. the rental market for the area. Um, but again, your realtor also or the wholesaler can provide that information to you guys as well. Yes. And it's a good way for you guys. You have to learn how to read these numbers for yourself. I feel like even when you have representation as an investor, you have to take so many steps Yeah, and you really want to understand what does this monthly payment going to look like for me on the mortgage side and what, how much can I collect in rent? That difference is your profit and you need that to whatever that number is for you. Cause there are some people that truly don't care that like they wash every month, but they're just there for the appreciation value or there to have a property. Yeah. And there are some people like I need to make a small profit on top of whatever I put to the side for the contingency of, you know, making repairs in the house. Right. Mm-hmm. And most of that number is to me is 10%. Yeah. So if you're going to own a property and you're going to be a real landlord, you got to at least put 10% to the side for incidentals. Well, yeah. I mean, so, I'm glad you segued into that because we're talking about numbers, right? Yeah. So investors, you need to know your numbers. If you're buying rental property, don't focus on the amount of doors. And I think too many people focus way too much. Oh, I got a hundred doors. I got 50 doors. I got a thousand doors, but you're not making no money, Ooh. right? At the end Ooh. of the day, there's so many investors out there that have these doors, but they're not profitable, right? Because of whatever reasons. So don't focus on the doors, focus on your, your cash on cash return. You know, for me, if I'm not making at least a 12% cash on cash return after all of my expenses and my reserves, what I'm saving for CapEx expenses, which is capital improvements, you know, things of that nature. So you got to save every single month when you're getting your rental money coming in, you got to put that money to the side, right? So, and in the private community, you know what? We're going to have some content really breaking this down for you guys a little bit more deeper so that way you guys are prepared for this. Um, but cash on cash return for, as a landlord is probably the most important thing, right? Me personally, 12% minimum is the number that I'm looking on on the cash on cash return on my money. So basically, long story short, if I'm looking, if I put $100,000 to acquire a deal, down payment, closing costs, after all my expenses, I need to net. at a very minimum annually on that property for me to even want to consider moving forward with it. And if it's, even if it's 11%, I might not even take the deal. Oh, wow. Depending on the potential upside 
of the property. And that's what you have to look at too when you buying um being a landlord and you buying buy and hold, you have to look at are you buying this property and the rents are undervalued right now or are they at top of the market right now? Mm. If they're at top of the market, you have no room to really grow. Right? Yes. So I try to look at those value add opportunities when I'm buying property, maybe they're paying seven hundred, but the market is a thousand because they've been there for years or whatever the case may be. All right, I know that's a three hundred three hundred dollar or thirty six hundred dollar. It's like rental annual, exactly. <laughs> it's it's an increase. So I know. All right, once this lease is up, I don't really have to renew it unless it, I'm going to increase right to the market or a little bit below, and I want my money right. If not, sayonara, right? I got to get somebody else in here, yes, who can afford to pay what the market is commanding right now. And also, again, don't be house rich and cash poor because when tenants move out, they're going to probably fuck up something in your apartment. It's the turnover. It's the turnover. So you're going to have to have, and that's why saving for cap expenses is very important, Mm -hmm. right? Too many people want to take their profit and proceeds and spend it. You can't do that. You got to keep that money in that bank because anything could happen. And one big repair can kill your whole return for the whole year. So these are very important things that you have to look for when you buying rental property and you analyzing deals. Analyzing deals is the most important thing that you need to do. Obviously, this is a 45-minute um, show, yeah. so we can't go into so they, break down however, everything. However, if they join the Gym Dropper community, they'll get more information about analyzing deals we'll bring in our you know people that we know our guests our experts talk uh-huh. about our experiences so join the gym dropper community for more information shameless plug <laughs> <laughs> so now you're looking at that you got your rental income coming in it's meeting your cash on cash return requirements um and now it's just you have a multifamily, right and you're good you're good to go for a certain extent now if you're trying to get funding for your multifamilies that's where the fun begins, right? There's a Real lot of different <laughs> programs out there that you can use. You can use conventional financing. You cannot use FHA financing for investment properties. Let say it say one that. more time. You cannot use FHA financing for investment properties, okay? And FHA is only for owner-occupied multifamilies and one-family and townhomes. So please... Don't call us and talk about, I want to buy investment property and we want to use an FHA loan 3.5%. No. If you're trying to buy multifamilies, you got to pay the cost to be the boss. Yes. 20, 25% down payment for a conventional loan, investment property, two to four units, right? Mm-hmm. And that's in your personal name. So now you're going to have to apply for a loan like we discussed on um, yes. last week's episode. Same process, right? Um, same underwriting process. Everything's the same, but we're using your personal income and credit to qualify for the property, right? Mm-hmm. On the flip side, now you can use it in your LLC, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend. This is how I buy a majority of my properties is in LLCs, right? That way it doesn't touch your personal credit, number one. Um, first, I want to tell you guys, your LLC doesn't have to be an active and open LLC, it doesn't have to have established business credit to get financing. You can open up the LLC the same day that you get your offer accepted for um, your deal. Okay. And you can get funding with that LLC because 
the lender and an underwriter, we are not looking at any of your personal information. We will run your personal credit. You have to have over a 620 or a 660 credit score, depending on the, on the program, your personal guaranteeing it for your LLC, but it would never be in your personal name. Um, That's we're, amazing. But we're- Hulu has the shows and movies you love and is committed to providing a platform for black stories to continue to be seen with the Hulu Black Stories Hub. Watch Women of the Movement, produced by Sean Carter and Will Smith, in all seasons of Snowfall and Atlanta. Catch up on Queens, Grand Crew, Blackish, and Abbott Elementary. Binge RuPaul's Drag Race, Power, Queen Sugar, Tyler Perry's Haves and Have Nots, Hulu Originals, Wu Tang, An American Saga, Woke, and more. With all those, plus classics like Living Single and docuseries like Your Attention, Please and Black Love, and Hulu original movies like The United States vs. Billie Holiday and Onyx Collective's award-winning documentary Summer of Soul. You can find stories and storytellers that highlight and celebrate black history, past and present, on Hulu's Black Stories Hub, 365 days a year. Hulu subscription required. Terms apply. Looking at cash flow only, right? Oh, yeah. Cash flow only. So it's called like it's a... it's um. DSCR, debt service coverage ratio, right? That's a commercial um, real estate term. So these loans are being underwritten as if they are commercial properties, Mm -hmm. but they're residential. So we're using that DSCR calculation. DSCR is the equivalent to DTI in, in the commercial world, right? So basically make a long story short, just to give you guys a quick example. Typically, we want to see that the owner, after paying a mortgage, is making at least a 20% profit. Okay. Right? So if you have a mortgage payment of, let's just say, $1,000 and everything like that, you have to be at, what, $1,200 in rental income? Yes. I think yes. that's 20%. 20%, that's not bad. 200%. Yeah, so $1,200 in rental income. And if that, that means you're at 1.2 DSCR. And now the lender will approve mm. that deal. Um, because you met that 1.2. Now, you still will have a conditional approval. You still will have conditions, whatever the underwriter wants to see, you got to provide. But it's a, it's honestly a much smoother underwriting process than a regular mortgage or conventional mortgage, I should say, when you're using your personal income and finances and things of that nature, because now the underwriter can not only scrutinize the property, they can scrutinize you as the borrower. In this, we're not the bar was just a personal guarantee. Your credit is strong. Okay, yeah. great. We don't care about anything else. Does the property cash flow? And that's the only thing that the investors are the not the, the underwriters are going to care about. Is it cash flowing? Is it cash flowing? And if it's cash flowing, you're going to get approved, you meet your conditions, and then by the bing bing bong, right? Bing bada boom. Bing bong, you now have a approved. For your multifamily home. And obviously, there's a lot more that goes into this. Yeah, there's you know. definitely more pieces to so, it. But yeah, I think yeah. also just kind of breaking it down to people because I have so many people saying, okay, well, how much do I have to put down? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's, it's, it's clearly an investment property, what do I have to put down on a conventional loan? So, on a conventional, on a con- so one family conventional requires 15%. One family with, with LLC will require 15 to 20%, just depending on the lender. Multifamily conventional two to four unit twenty five percent. Okay. Um, LLC or asset based loans will require, depending on the lender, maybe twenty to twenty five percent for the multifamilies. Okay. But most of the time, 
it will probably be a 25% down payment because that DSCR number has to be 1.2 for it to qualify. So, and another thing, when we're talking asset-based loans, right, when we're using DSCR calculations, just because the minimum down payment might say 20% yeah. doesn't mean that property is going to cash flow to meet the DS- DSCR requirements. So you might have to put down 30% mm. to make it work. And this is why it's very important picking your hiring the right team members, hiring the right loan officer that also invests, right? And that's another thing. You can't have a loan officer who don't invest and currently own investment properties either because then they don't understand these type of products. They're not used oh. to doing these type of deals. It's the same thing like hiring the realtor, Got it. right? So up front, when I analyze a deal because I'm an investor, I already know from the beginning, like, nah, dog, this ain't going to work. And this is why, and this is what we need to do. <laughs> Message, number's not going to work. Let's nah, move on. let's move on or put up more cash. Got it. Or keep it moving, kick rocks, right? Mm-hmm. And then that, I want to circle back to the early thing we were saying. One of the first places we got start was that mindset, is that shift. Yes. Leave your emotions at the door. Oh, there's no emotions. There's no emotions. I mean, you can hear the, and I tell people don't get that emotional about your personal home, but I get it. But in an investment property, it's it's not about being emotional. It's about the numbers and you're delivering a quality product. And, and that's with you being a landlord. Yeah. Like you definitely don't want to deliver a product. I feel like a really good um, episode was from Justin when he said, never buy something you would never want to live in. That's a fact. That was a really good episode because it talks, it's really the integrity of being a landlord. Yeah. You have so much um, power. Um, because you really are like people have to have somewhere to live. Absolutely. So if you deliver, if you want to buy something, buy something that if anything happened, you wouldn't mind living there. So now you're delivering a quality product and you're delivering it with integrity. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you don't want to be a slumlord, right? Oh, yeah. And look, a lot of us invest out of state. We invest in in the hoods and things of that nature. At some point, everyone probably lived in the hood, right? So. Yeah. You want to make you want to make our hoods better, right? And we have that opportunity. So if you're going to buy property, you know, take care of it. Yes. Make sure you put the right amount of money into it. You make sure your tenants are taken care of because mm-hmm. you want them to pay. And if you want them to pay and you want them to stay, you got to make sure you have a good product for them for them to live because they probably have a family and everything too. So you want to make sure that you're just not buying these properties. Just say, I want to make money. It's bigger than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's human decency. And nine times out of 10, looking, we're buying in our communities anyway. So who's going to live there? Our people. Absolutely. So let's make sure we not, we're gentrifying our own hoods and we're not trying to displace our own people. We, um, we being we have some sort of compassion. Yeah, some compassion and, and and really take your time. Like if you're going to buy a property and you know it needs some work, I'm gonna give you a tip. I don't feel like you're supposed to go all out. Like you're not supposed to have them tiptoeing on marble floors. Like no, it's nah, not gonna be nah. that type of party. But you do wanna deliver a product in a property that is that you they can live in, that is nice, that is clean. And that is functional. Mm -hmm. So you keep those things in mind when you're renovating. Don't go too far off of the grid. Like don't buy items that you know are going to customize the home to your liking. Stick to what the general consensus is. Yeah. The general look. You know, right now people are really loving like the agreeable gray um, paint on Mm -hmm. the walls, white cabinets or espresso cabinets. Simple. Gentrification gray. I think Julian Gordon calls Ah! it that. 
Did he call it gentrification gray? Yeah, I think so, y'all. Okay. As soon as you said that, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I think it, it was him. It but works. it works, though. It works. It, it works, though. So, but, oh, I'm glad we're talking about, like, the paint colors and everything like that. When you're looking at your properties, you need to check out the foundation of the homes. You need to check out yes. windows, roof. roof. You need yes. to make sure that the utilities are where they need to be. They work in boilers, heating systems, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You really got to pay attention to these things because if you have, and don't take the, the word of the seller. Hulu has the shows and movies you love and is committed to providing a platform for black stories to continue to be seen with the Hulu Black Stories Hub. Watch Women of the Movement, produced by Sean Carter and Will Smith, in all seasons of Snowfall and Atlanta. Catch up on Queens, Grand Crew, Blackish, and Abbott Elementary. Binge RuPaul's Drag Race, Power, Queen Sugar, Tyler Perry's Haves and Have Nots, Hulu Originals, Wu Tang and American Saga, Woke, and more. With all those, plus classics like Living Single and docuseries like Your Attention, Please and Black Love, and Hulu original movies like The United States vs. Billie Holiday and Onyx Collective's award-winning documentary Summer of Soul. You can find stories and storytellers that highlight and celebrate black history, past and present, on Hulu's Black Stories Hub, 365 days a year. Hulu subscription required. Terms apply. The current landlords, because you don't know if they're slumlords or not. Correct. And you will get burned because they will lie to you and sometimes... You know, your home inspector could miss things. So you got to make sure your home inspector is where it needs to be also. And they're thorough because those type of expenses, those repairs cost a lot. I agree. Right. And they can mess up your numbers and your returns immediately if you got to go in and you didn't think you had to fix a ball or a roof. And then next thing you know, damn, there you go. I got a $10,000 bill. Yes. And that's another thing. Don't be house rich and cash poor. Same thing applies for investment properties because tenants ain't guaranteed to pay you a damn thing. And if you can't afford to pay that mortgage on your own without the tenants, you should not be investing. And that happened to a lot of people when the pandemic came. 100%. And, it, and I felt really bad for them because everyone, and I just felt like it was like a double-edged sword. You know, the government is protecting the renters. But nobody's protecting the first-time home investors. Nobody's thinking about, like, just because you invest doesn't mean that you are overly rich or you just have billions of dollars sitting in the bank. You're investing and you're fighting. You're working hard to build a legacy for your family and build wealth. Mm -hmm. And now you have someone staying in your property. Depending on the circumstances, they may or may not have the ability to pay. But then on your end... You own the property and you may or may not have the ability to pay the mortgage. Yeah. So now both of you guys are in a, in a, in a tough spot. And it was a, it was really sad to see because a lot of investors got burnt during that time. Absolutely. You know, there were some, not all, but there were some people that could have afforded to pay their rent. They just decided not to. Yep. And there was no relief for the homeowners. And so as a homeowner, you're stuck with the mortgage and let's say you already own another home. So now you have two mortgages. Exactly. And you have to pay them both. And it was very tough times. I, I think that gave brought us back to that rule of thumb. One, making sure you save enough money from mm -hmm. your income you're receiving from your properties to cover things like that. Absolutely. And capital expenses, because that's absolutely capital expenses, vacancies, non-paying tenants, eviction is expensive. You got to pay a lawyer. They want retainer fees up front. 
maybe a thousand, maybe two thousand, maybe three thousand. All depends on your market mm-hmm. and of course, you know what type of attorney you have. If they're a good one, they're gonna want money, Absolutely. right? And because you want this tenant gone, you got to pay them, right? Period. So you have to have capital for all of these things and be prepared. So don't be house rich and cash poor. Don't buy anything you can't pay for yourself. And but not to discourage you, we want you guys to invest. Absolutely, right? but we we don't want our people to lose the oh, property. No. You know what you I mean? You definitely want to invest because investing to me is two parts to it. And I always tell people what I like. I like to see appreciation value and cash flow. See, some places are going to only be cash flow. That's the money you get per door, money you're getting out of the property every month. But think about areas, you know, like even New York or, you know, Atlanta, where it's like you buy a property and you may have gotten a really good deal. It's 300000 for instance. And now the appreciation values have gone. So every year the value is up on renting, the value is up on the property. So now you're also having someone live in that asset, you're cash flowing, you're getting a good amount of money and you get you an appraisal at the end of the year and say, wow, now this house is worth 380. Mm-hmm. You know, every year you should be keeping up with the appreciation value of your asset because you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. That is a fact, right? Now, look, typically when you buy rental properties, you want to have a plan, five-year, seven-year, 10-year hold periods, right? Whatever, pick your poison, right? right. For, for me, I like seven years to 10 years. But if you have an opportunity to trade your property, which is sell, right? We're talking investor language now. You're trading your property. You got a bunch of equity. Now you can move up to bigger, mm-hmm. take that opportunity, Run, get your money, and now 1031 exchange it so you can defer your capital gains and now move on and dump that into probably a 10-unit building, right? Correct. That's how you got to grow. That's how you flip it. That's how you flip it. That's how you grow. Because sometimes, look, once you get into the three, four family game, you can be profitable. But you, at some point, if you're investing and doing well, you want to graduate to the next level. Correct. Right? So sometimes you may have to trade a couple properties- so it's like Monopoly. Yeah. It you know really, what I'm it's, it's basically it, Monopoly. It really is Monopoly. Yeah. I challenge you guys to pull out your Monopoly, get the board game, mm-hmm. pull it out. And as an adult, now it makes more sense. It makes a lot more sense to you as an adult playing yeah. Monopoly than it did when you were young, just kind of following along. Mm-hmm. But it taught some really good life lessons. No, Monopoly is like my favorite game to this day. Yeah. Like, I love it. Play it in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Monopoly money. <laughs> we love it, yo. So, Landlord, that's kind of like some of the things that you need to look for oh, from yes. the financing perspective. We broke that down a little bit too. Again, in, in, a, in a gym dropping community, we'll give a little bit more, you know, detailed Detail. information um, for you guys. So again, join, join, join. But now let's talk about the first time flippers. Whew. Yes, I, my first time flipping. Big woof. <laughs> and I and I say that because I have some really amazing clients that are first time flippers. And I'm going to tell you, the issue you have is because you don't have good contractors. Oftentimes, it's not your agent. And let me explain to you, when you work with an agent, your agent is here to help you protect you, identify a property that you can flip, tell you what the numbers are, negotiate, and get you under contract, get you to the closing table. Then that second person is going to be your general contractor, And your project manager, Mm -hmm. your agent is not your general contractor, nor is your agent, your project manager. So when you are in your period of time to inspect the property and get numbers, 
Get real numbers. Mm -hmm. Get someone that's going to quote you some real numbers. You're buying a property. Let's give you another simple example. It's 300000 Contractor goes in and says, I could do this whole house for $10,000. Mm-hmm. And you're going to think you're going to flip it and turn it back around and put it on the market for 420000 Kiana, I'm making a $100,000 profit. You know what eats into your profit? Your GC. Because mm-hmm. they quoted you 10000 but now this property itself actually needs 50000 in work. And you're just digging. You're getting further and further and further into the rabbit hole. And I would tell you, like, get with some people that you trust so you can understand what the estimated costs of things are. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it costs. You don't know what it costs for floors. You don't know what it costs for carpet versus. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corian's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corian.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corian.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um, engineer Wood, do I need Engineer Wood? Am I buying all the appliances? And because you have all these questions, it's easy for y'all to get got. That's the best way to say it. Facts. It happens every day, B. <laughs> People get got every day, B, yes. by contractors. Remember, contractors, capital C-O-N, tractors. always remember that no shade no shade but but it's the truth and so when you're looking to flip a property it's not it really is not it's you save on the front end and that's your real estate agent making sure they do the numbers but you start losing money when you're in the flipping phase Mm -hmm. that flipping phase when you're trying to change out this property change out this carpet you are getting the wrong advice. And I would really urge you to get with someone that you can, that you can actually work under Mm -hmm. someone that flips houses, buy a course, a class and someone that you know is actively flipping houses all the time and give you tips on materials, what you should use, how you should use it, because that is when you guys lose the most. And I swear hiring your cousin, sister, uncle is not the best way to go. Cause the best thing, the thing about flipping is churn and burn facts. You want to get it, 
You want to get your money in it and you want to put it back on the market because you only know this market for the way it is. I will say within the next 60 to 90 days. Once you start going into three or four months and six months and seven months, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with the market. Mm-hmm. So every number that you're getting is in a 90 day period. So try to get your flip done and back on the market while you know what the numbers are doing, what the interest rates are doing, you know, because that's going to determine your buyers. Agreed. And that's why having a great realtor is key with all of this, right? Because you can sell your flip during construction. Absolutely. Right. You can have your buyers lined up, get them in contract, get earnest money, all this other good stuff and start that process with your, if you have a great agent who can put this house on the market, maybe you have some good renderings drawn up or whatever you're doing. So that way people can visualize exactly what's going on. And you can get a sale that way Agreed. before you even finish your project. And, you know, you'd be surprised at many buyers that say, well, I see you haven't done the floors yet. You know, can I, you know, I would love to use these type of floors. I don't mind paying for Upgrades. it or paying the difference between what you were going to originally yep. pay. People love that stuff. It's about presenting the property well. So if you're flipping a house, I feel like it's the best way to make a nice profit. Mm-hmm. Flipping in an area that you know about, get you a real estate agent to run your numbers get you a good general contractor and project manager. And I'm going to say why you want a project manager if it's a big project. Unless this is all you do, then you can manage your own project. 100%. But a general contractor, they're going to hire subcontractors to come in and do the work. Your project manager is supposed to oversee the entire project. So if you're not on site watching the contractors and you're wondering why I see Burger King bags and oh, like I saw empty bottles cans, and shit everywhere. everywhere and then you're it walking, happens. Pizza it boxes. Happens, it happens because you don't have anyone monitoring your project. So I would certainly say look into a project manager as well. Or you manage your project and you get yourself on a strict schedule so they know you're checking behind their work. Inspect what you expect. That is what the issue is oftentimes when you're flipping a property. Hold on. Inspect what you expect. expect. Yes. I need you to type gem in a comment, please, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, because that was a gem, right? Now, that's key, especially if you're a W-2 full-time employee, you have a full-time job, you may have a family. How the hell are you managing this flip? You need help. If you don't want to hire a project manager, take on a partner who has experience, especially for you first-timers. I get with someone who has experience, partner with the deal. You don't, if you make 20K less because you brought in an experienced partner, that 20K that you think you're making less could have probably saved you 100K, 50K, an obscene amount of money. So don't be afraid to partner with somebody who's experienced. And you'll be surprised. There's a lot of investors out there that like to take on partners because it's less risk for them because it's less money out of their pocket as well. Um, to come up with with, with the for the deal, right? Let's talk about financing these deals now, because I get that all the time. How do you finance a fix and flip? Well, you need hard money to do that, right? Hard money is not the devil, guys. I know a lot of people are afraid of hard money, and you yeah. should be afraid, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the devil. But you should be afraid, right? Man, be very, very afraid. No, listen, I'm gonna tell you this. Look, I do hard money loans, and I'm telling you guys, I, I. The horror stories from first timers. First of all, hard money loans, interest rates are going to be much higher than anything you probably know. They're going to be in what, between 9 and 13%, right? All hard money lenders are going to charge you points up front. 
right? It may be two points. It may be three points. If you got experience and you got a lot of deals going on, then they give you a deal probably one and a half or something like that because you know what? It's volume, right? Remember, volume solves all problems in our business. So if you are one time and you're going to do one deal, look, expect to pay probably 12% and maybe three points, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're someone who actively flipping and you got the receipts, you got the the CDs from your closings and everything like that, you got that experience, then you'll get more favorable terms. Now, most hard money lenders with experience, buyers or borrowers, they will require a minimum of 10% down payment. Again, it's in your LLC. It's not in your personal name. Mm-hmm. You need to have a credit score, 620, 640, somewhere around there. Everything will be in your LLC's name, not your personal name, mm-hmm. your personal guarantee in it. So you have that. And if you have the experience, you could do 10% down there. It'll give you 100% of the rehab cost. Now, if you don't have experience, then you're going to have to put down 20 to even 30%, just depending on the hard money lender, mm-hmm. because you don't have the experience. So they want more skin up front from you. Now with hard money, I know we were talking about down payments with multifamilies and everything like that. You can do multifamily with hard money. You can do single families with hard money, right? But the very important thing you need to understand about hard money loans is the 65% rule or the 70% rule, right? This is very important, guys. Now this rule basically says that your purchase price, the acquisition price, plus your rehab costs can't exceed 65% of the after-renovated value, your ARV, basically the comps, right? Mm-hmm. So easy numbers for you guys. If you're buying a house for 50000 and it needs $15,000 worth of work, that's a total of 65000 The house has to be at least a hundred k. Mm-hmm. For you to get hard money financing, and for, and for you to get the sixty five thousand, yeah, so you can get the sixty five thousand, and your down payment and everything is based off that sixty five thousand number. I have to right? give him one more little tip. Okay, you're not going to get all the sixty five thousand dollars up front. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> no, because remember, you acquiring the property for fifty, right? So you're going to have your loan for the fifty, but then you're also going to have fifteen thousand. That's for your um, repairs, and you're not getting a check at closing. For that $15,000, okay? No. It's called draws, right? A draw is when the lender releases money um, to you once work is complete. Mm-hmm. And depending on how big the scope of the work is, you could have two draws, three draws, whatever it is, right? But typically, they want to see work done. They come out and inspect it. They make sure T's across, I's are dotted. Then they release the funds, you pay your contract, and you and keep it moving. And that's so important. You know how many people I get reach out, reach out to me and they get this money, well, they thought they got this money. Mm-hmm. Like I got fifty thousand dollars coming. No, you don't. You got ten. Mm-hmm. And you got to get started with the ten. Yeah. And then they're gonna come out and look at this work. Yeah. And if it doesn't look right, they're not gonna pay you. Yeah. They'll hold the money. They'll withhold the draw. And your contractors are going to be looking at you like, what in the world? So that goes back to building and making sure that you're flipping with integrity. Because if you're, if you know you don't know electrical work. But you like forget it. I'm gonna pull out of YouTube because I'm gonna try to get this ten thousand myself. Mm-hmm. And you do it wrong, and they come inspect it, and it's wrong. Not only will they not send you out the rest of the money, you're holding up the process, and you're holding on to this high interest bearing loan. Yeah. And your whole point is to what churn, churn and, and burn. burn. But here's key: don't be house rich and cash poor. You need money, 
right? So you need to have enough money to get your job started, right? Because as soon as you close, you need to get your people working, right? Immediately. Yeah. So what a lot of investors would do is, number one, you need to know how to buy your own material because sometimes that can save you so much more money, Yes. right? Kind of acting as your own GC at that point. Mm -hmm. You scope out your material, you go buy it, and then now, here, what's your labor, right? What are you going to charge me for labor? But, you know, a lot of people are not built like that. They just want somebody to handle everything too. So it just really on depends on your comfort level and where you are. But I want to um, go to a very important part that I just missed out on. The term of the loan is 12 months. And this is why I'm telling you guys to beware because you only have 12 months to pay the lender back the full amount of money that you borrowed from them. All of it, right? So that means you have to flip. And if you don't flip in that 12 months, then you have to request an extension. Now, a lot of hard money lenders will give you an extension. Sometimes they may give you two extensions, just depending on what's happening. Like during COVID, a lot of hard money lenders yes. gave extensions, right? But that's not the normal. But they'll give you an extension, three months, six months, whatever it is, and they're going to charge you for that. Maybe another point, maybe two points. Yes. But again, now all of that is eaten into mm-hmm. your profits. You had that house for a year now. That's a year of mortgage payments. That's taxes. That's homeowners insurance. All of that eats now into your profits. Absolutely. Flips do flop every day, B. Flips do flop every day, B. Drops the mic. <laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> we had to drop the mic on it because they flop every single every day. Every single day. And that and that's one of the biggest reasons why. And look, you got to understand, the hard money lender don't have to do shit for you. They can tell you, screw you, and foreclose on you, and now you lose the investment. And they don't care because they already know you had the 65% rule, right? They know the ARV on the house and know it's money, so they're just going to go fix it up and flip it themselves. It happens. People always. get foreclosed on in this trying to flip. All the time. Yes. And this is why you always have to have exit strategies in mind when you're doing fixing and flipping, right? Agreed. You have to understand refinancing. Now, when you want to refinance out of your hard money loan, mostly if it's a multifamily, the lender on a refinance might only give you 70% LTV, right? Mm-hmm. Or or 75% LTV. So that means if you started off right at now, a- LTV. LTV is loan to value, right? That means your loan amount versus the value of the house, right? So if you had a 65 ARV, right? Now you need to refinance out of this hard money loan. Say, Let's just say the flip, flip is flopping. Now you're just going to keep it in Airbnb or put a long-term tenant in there. Now you have to refinance to pay off the hard money lender. If you're at If you go to the 70% rule, which I personally don't like because it sets you up for failure if you want to refinance because you might not have enough equity in that home to pay off. Got it. And let's say if the market shifts and it is a correction, now your ARV after the fact went down because the market corrected in that time frame that you were looking to flip Mm -hmm. because your timing was off, something went bad with the project, whatever. But now if the market goes down, now your LTV is higher. And you might not be able to refinance out of it. I've seen that happen too. Or I've seen people, because you've got aggressive hard money lenders out there, they'll probably do 70%, 75 because they're just trying to churn and burn to get business. And novice investors take it, not understanding the exit. Yes. You just set yourself up for failure by doing this. Because now if you need to refinance out, you cannot refinance 
this property out into into an asset-based loan because your loan-to-value is too high. So you have to understand your exit strategies when you are fixing and flipping. And the most important exit strategy is refinance. Agreed. You have to understand asset-based refinancing guidelines and LTVs before you go to a closing on a fix and flip because you might have to use that get-out-of-jail card for free. There we go. You might have to use it. But again, now that's more expenses because you got to pay for the refinance, the closing costs yes. and everything like that. So now you pay closing costs when you bought the house. Now you're paying closing costs again. And if that's in a year time, now you paid fees twice. Yes, double time. Double time. Cuts into your profits. So please understand 65% rules, refinancing, LTVs, et cetera, et cetera, when you're trying to fix and flip a house. That was that was some major gems right there. I know y'all want to break down of that. You're gonna have to. <laughs> I, I, I know y'all do. You're gonna, you're gonna have to join the gym dropper community. Drop a gym. Drop a gym below in the drop comments. Drop a gym on them. You know what drop I mean? a gym on them. But I'll just definitely say this. I feel mm-hmm. like for as a first time investor, this is some amazing information. We've given you all the resources you need to at least know how to get started. So you so your flip does not turn into a flop. Because right. flips flop every day, B. Every day, B. <laughs> I think we're going to make that merch. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to put that on a shirt. Yo, Mike, put that on a shirt, son. Yeah. <laughs> flips flop every day, B. Well, this was a great episode. <laughs> nah, this was dope. This was a Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. we're talking to our investors. Don't be afraid. Go after it. Join the Gym Dropper community. You'll learn so much more about flipping property, investing property, and just ultimately being an investor. Absolutely, y'all. So look, we appreciate y'all. Go over to Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your audio. Make sure you download Rants and Gems, rate it five stars, leave a review, share with your community, share on YouTube, like it, all that good stuff. Let's make Rants and Gems the number one real estate podcast in the world. My name is Matt Garland, and I'm a less number 58700, but better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, real estate broker extraordinaire, license number 317576. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Rants and Gems show. Shout out to the gem droppers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
guidebook, guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.